0: Hello, I'm Dr. Shantae and welcome to another episode of Whole and Complete Podcast, the podcast about faith and wellness, giving you the tools and the resources to love God and live well. So uh, let me hit you with a disclaimer. This is going to be a deviation from our normal sequence of events. Normally we have a series, we have two episodes where I deliver some spiritual perspectives on a critical health issue and then i bring in some other voices into that conversation up to this point they've been psychological voices but down the road there'll be medical voices and other areas of expertise however uh, at this time that's not going to happen because as of this recording which is tuesday april 7th uh, both of my parents have confirmed diagnosis of COVID 19. And both of them are in the hospital. And I am giving myself permission to process that. You know, in our last episode series, we said that the cure for spiritual weight gain was rest. And so when there is a crisis, it is human nature to just want to jump into action and try to do all of these things to try to mitigate the crisis. And I have done all of that. You know, the Bible says, having done all, to stand you know stand therefore against the wiles of the devil and that's what i'm choosing to do i am standing right now i am resting right now because it's all that you can do so when it's a disease where there is no cure there is no treatment there is no vaccine and all you can do is pray and wait then you do just that you pray and wait i'm not going to pray and wait and worry i'm not going to pray and wait and despair i'm just going to pray and I'm going to wait. And this has kind of unfolded over a few weeks. So last Saturday, Sunday, uh, March 28th, I took my father to get tested for COVID. And (laughs) the testing situation, I really could do a whole rant about that whole process about just how jacked up it is. Don't believe what they tell you on the media. It's not quick. And it's not immediate he just got his results back yesterday even though his health had been declining and it was obvious that he had the disease but i took him there on the 28th and because for those of you that were with me during the believing bigger podcast i shared that my mother last year underwent a double lung and kidney transplant and when you undergo an organ transplant you you become immune suppressed. So they have to suppress your immune system so that your body doesn't reject the new organs that you just received. And so my father spread the disease to my mother who had no immune system and they were just being extremely casual about it. You know, doors open, a spray here or there, nobody wearing masks, sleeping in the same bed. It just... And I have a lot of frustration with that because they both know my mother's health condition that it can't be business as usual. I remember having a conversation with my father a couple of weeks ago, like, Daddy, you need to leave that job because, you know, you can bring that into the home. And. Oh, I feel healthy as a horse and please, you know, I feel just fine. This is this is much do about nothing. It's just so overblown. And then sat him, sat here and watched him in my house. I had him sequestered in a room in my house and just watched that disease break him all the way down. I mean, all the way down so quickly. So because he got it first, he was really in the thick of it. And then by Sunday, this past Sunday, I said, you know what? You need to go to the hospital because you are beyond what I can do for you. So appetite loss and and night sweats and just and Tylenol can only do so much and the thing is as a caregiver so for any of you who are in this situation as a caregiver Isolation can is one of the hardest parts about any sort of illness. But the thing is, as a caregiver, you can't be in there. Even the doctors and the nurses, they will come in there with a full hazmat suit, you know, with full protective gear, will ask a couple of questions, say a couple of things, give you what you need, give you your meds and get out. There's no lingering. There's no talking. There's no chit chat. There's no, hey, how many kids do you have? Tell me about your family because the disease is just that contagious. And so even though in my home I was able to keep it relatively contained, there's only so much that can be done. And so having to try to manage that and then get him to the hospital where within an hour they were like, oh, yeah, we're admitting him because his oxygen levels had dropped so significantly. And he went to the hospital on Sunday. My mother had gone in. She got admitted on Thursday because both of their oxygen levels were just well below what would be considered standard or normal. And they're both gonna be there for a while. My mother more so than my father because of her lack of immune system and her transplant team watching her like a hawk at this point. And once upon a time, I would have just kind of put that on a shelf in a box of my mind and just kind of plowed ahead like it was business as usual, but it's not. It's not business as usual. And the approach that I've decided to take to this. So for those of you that are on my email newsletter is radical gratitude. Um, All I can do at this point is just be thankful, thankful for every day of health that I have, because as of today, I can be on this microphone and doing this. But who knows what it's going to be six days from now, seven days from now. To be radically grateful for the outpouring of support that I've gotten from friends and family and community, of support from church community members regarding the health and well-being and welfare of my parents. Grateful that I have someplace to shelter in place. Grateful that I have a job that continues to pay my bills. Thankful that my students are still able to be served. Thankful that my daughter who, while I was here taking care of my father, she was at my mom's house taking care of I mean, taking care of my mother. And so she's a minor, you know, she's 13 years old. And so every day that we are asymptomatic, I'm so grateful. And so as of now, it's been, oh my goodness, what, three days (laughs) since we've gotten him out of the house. And so these next 11 days are gonna be really critical. And I have a heart. To, I have a, a passion for this platform and these issues, but right now the I just do not have the bandwidth to carry on with business as usual. I am tired. I am mentally exhausted and I'm prayerful and yet and still in the midst of all of that, really, really grateful. It's all that I can be is grateful, you know, and over the weekend... I was listening to a sermon from Charlie dates and he talked about how, as we go into resurrection Sunday, that resurrection is not possible without Jesus death on the cross. And so that was definitely a time where it got worse before it got better that his death was necessary for our salvation And so I'm literally taking it every day as it comes, because for me, for my family, there may be a worse before it gets better. And so I'm just prayerful and I encourage you all to be vigilant in taking this seriously, because at least in Chicago, 72 percent of the people that have died from this virus are African-American. And I know for a while we kind of laughed and joked and we're like, oh, you know, it doesn't seem like black people are getting it. Well, black people are getting it. Black people are dying from it and they're dying alone. And so it just doesn't get any more real. It just doesn't get any more serious than this. Um, for those of you that have to continue to go out to work every day and put yourself in the line of fire at grocery stores or in health care facilities or in essential service situations I am praying for you daily for your health that that God just keeps a watch and a hedge of protection around you and we need to support those people as best as we can because it's it's what we can do I think that situations like these we've seen can bring out the worst in people we've seen the hoarders and we've seen people do crazy things like cough on produce And that sort of thing, things that are just so cruel and unconscionable. But at the same time, we've also seen things where people have looked out for their neighbors, where people have looked out for the elderly, where people have shared their resources, where people have given, even if it's just a a, a little bit, a small token, just to say, I care and I'm thinking about you. That's what we need to be doing. Pay it forward. Because in this world, you know, you reap what you sow, you really, really do. And one act of kindness, a seed of kindness that is sown today can come to bear fruit at a time where you need it the absolute most. So that's what I'm going to encourage you guys to do. Yeah, that's all I got. I will... Remain vigilant and prayerful, and I hope that this time next week I am back in the groove, back in the swing of things. I don't expect either of my parents to be out of the hospital uh, by this time next week. Maybe my dad, um, but definitely not my mom. And I'm just trusting God to be a healer and choosing to be radically grateful, which is not unheard of. Uh, There are some wonderful stories, especially in the book of Acts, where Paul, the apostle, was jailed and abused and arrested. And the Bible says he sang songs, he praised God, even while he was shackled to other prisoners and other soldiers, he chose to use that moment to praise God. And the Bible says at midnight, and at midnight, his chains were loosed. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to sing songs. And I, I'm i sharing this with you because sometimes when people say that, you know, well, give God praise in the midst of your suffering or, or give him praise, you know, praise the hell out of yourself. It seems so trite. And it sounds like pray and walk away. But no, there's power in a praise because the enemy cannot occupy praise. He cannot occupy that space. It's like nails on the chalkboard for the enemy. But the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when you're going through, you need to praise God because you need God to inhabit those praises, you need him to be as close to you as possible. And so for God, that's what draws him. That's what attracts him. Faith is what draws him. And it's what attracts him, even though he's always there. It's just the sweetness in his ear and a a sweet smell in his nostrils. And so that's what I'm going to do. Praise God when it's hard. And it doesn't mean that I'm not concerned. I am concerned. It doesn't mean that I am not Taking this serious, I am, it is serious as cancer or as serious as COVID. Okay, it's very serious, but I will not give way to despair because I know who God is and I know what he's capable of. And he and I have a history. We have a track record. He has delivered. He has come through so many times that I can't even entertain the possibility that he wouldn't. And I've read the Bible enough and seen Jesus say these words enough. Your faith has made you whole. So there's power in praise, there's power in faith, and there's just power in the God that we serve. And so I will sign off for now and hope to be back next week with a brand spanking new series and episode and in the meantime i hope that you guys are taking care of yourselves that you are washing your hands that you are sanitizing disinfecting uh spraying like crazy as the weather gets milder i hope that you are opening windows because many robust scientific studies have shown that those cross breezes really do wonders for changing the air for shifting the atmosphere in your own home and so while you're doing that with the windows make sure that you are shifting the atmosphere in your own hearts and in your own souls so that you can draw closer to God during this time. And so that is all I have. If you have any questions, comments, takeaways, tweets, all that good stuff, you know, you can hit me up at Dr. Shante Says, and hopefully prayerfully, I will see you next time. I really want to keep this going because we have excellent momentum right now. I am loving your sharing and I'm loving your responses to this content. And I know that it is blessing you in more ways than, than I can count. And so We are delayed, but we are not denied. And so I will press in and press forward. Uh, But right now I am giving myself the permission to rest and to process this and to get my bearings because it's a lot. It's a lot. It's quite a bit. Yeah, it's quite a bit. So love you guys. And I hope to see you next week. Bye bye.